Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. All right, everybody, we're back on the podcast. Uh, me and my buddy Richard, we're talking about uh, recovery topics and um, just being vulnerable about some things that are going on in our inside of our lives. And uh, I just wanted to have an audience join because I think, you, you know, everybody will find this really beneficial to um, to alcoholics talking about recovery, you know, in this journey and in this process. And um, yeah, so uh, welcome, everybody. What's up, Richard, brother? <laughs> we already had a, a started some good, pretty good conversation, but uh, and I was really <laughs> relating to um, the depression thing because, um, you know, we're back in cold season right now and um, cold season, you know, your activity limits. Uh, there's snow everywhere. It's super cold. Um, there's something about the season that just automatically triggers um, kind of a withdrawal sort of uh, scenario inside of me. And, um, you know, I noticed that um, those things started to happen. And, um, you know, before I didn't give much thought to those kind of things, I just was kind of like a victim to my triggers. Like it would get uh, cold and, and I'd want to withdraw and I'd want to uh, be alone and, and stuff. And I wouldn't really know why, you know, I was uh, depressed or what I was going through. But um, now it seems like a, a more awareness to some things that are going on. Where now I see, okay, it's, you know, it's the season. There's some triggers hitting me. There's, you know, and um, it makes me uh, look at it a little bit uh, different, especially talking about acceptance that you were talking about, that um, being okay with uh, certain things that are taking place that are, now, I can't control the weather, <laughs> right? Right, right. I could, uh, you know, we talked about a lot of stoicism last week, uh, which I've been really, really loving, but um, I can't really control the weather, but I can control my response to the weather. And uh, it's, just, it's, it's really depressing. It gets dark at, you know, 445. <laughs> and, right. you know, here we are sitting in the dark. Uh, it's I think a lot of it, it does have to do with uh, the seasons uh, as we run through like seasons in our lives. Uh, there's always a time for, you know, sowing and reaping. And the winter time is just kind of a reminder to me that, you know, the you know, the death of because you know everything's dying in the fall and then in the winter there's just stillness right right prior to the rebirth in the spring so um it's it's just one of those things i used to you know i used to allow the weather to really mess with my moods a lot uh rainy days um you know cloudy days that kind of thing uh it getting dark earlier um (laughs) But in all reality, like I really, it it took a lot for me to to understand that and see it what for what it was, right? And then, and then fight against that, um, right? Right. I'm not gonna allow a rainy day. I can enjoy a rainy day as much as I can a sunny day, right? Right. It's all mindset, <laughs> right? You know, there's something about um. It's probably come from some book that I've uh, uh read before, but um. 
you know, not being able to control the weather, but we can control our weather. And uh, it was probably like uh, seven habits of highly affected people or something. But um, there's a lot of truth to that. There's so many things that happened to us, which we talked about last week that, um, man, I can't control. Like I can't control. Man, this pissed me off this morning. I'll tell you, <laughs> talk about things you can't control. So I'm, I'm recording my, um, my YouTube video uh, that I try to do every day. And um, everything in the, that can possibly go wrong is going wrong. Uh, the dog is barking, the dryer's going, <laughs> the, um, uh, a kids don't have school on Wednesday because of COVID and uh, they're going in the restroom, slamming the door, flushing the toilet. And I'm just sitting here like doing my video and my blood is like going through the roof. Right. And then I'm like, I'm thinking into this and I, as I'm talking, I'm having trouble keeping the topic and, uh, and I'm just feeling like this is not happening today and then my mic breaks right in the middle of me talking so i'm still trying to talk and i'm fixing my lapel mic the screw fell out and there's no way to connect it and i'm like there's something telling me today this is not happening and no matter how hard i try um i'm just making myself really frustrated because i want this desired expectation of finishing this video and um, it's not happening. And then it's kind of like, you know, the way God speaks, it's like, well, how is this manifesting in other areas of your life? You know, where it's like things are happening and it's just like frustrating, just trying, trying, trying to make things happen. Like I talked about last week and, um, you know, it just doesn't seem to fall in place a lot of times where there's some things that just, it's almost like God opens the pearly yeah. gates and you walk through and there's music, right? And everything just right. flows and you're in this wonderful state, right? <laughs> that, so that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's like that. That's the duality. That's the dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's craziness, brother. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's mindset driven, a lot of it. I, I can equivalent like the flow, uh, playing music, um, fighting, the, the, the things that we do that, that, that put, like there's no emphasis on the outcome. Like when we play music, we're not playing music to hurry up and get to the end of the song. Like right. so there's, no, there's no implied ending or outcome and it's just enjoying that moment of playing in that moment, like being extremely present. And, you know, I've only been able to achieve that in all areas of my life and in, in small bursts, it seems like, but that seems to be the key to uh, living a, a holistic life is to be able to flow in all areas of our life without that attachment to outcome, the attachment to identity, uh, you know, the, the attachment to our, what our vision is, what it should look like, you know? Um, because m what I found is most of those unrealistic expectations, um, 
set me up for that depression to hit me mm-hmm. with the depression of of not achieving it. But then it, it also comes from me not accepting the fact that I have no control over the external, you know, outcome. It's it's all internal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I really love this conversation because um, it's just where I'm at. It's where I'm currently at in my spiritual journey. Um, You know, when I think about this attachment, I think of um, like crazy glue and crazy people that wax their hair. And, um, you know, I kind of think of that in that way is, you know, we attach ourselves to these detrimental things and they stick to us and um of course when they when they rip um because we were literally so attached to these things and and so when it rips <laughs> it's a it's a pain like uh, uh like nobody's business and um you know i've experienced that uh, multiple different times throughout my life um you know with jobs with uh, positions uh, with being a, a, a pastor inside of an organization, um, even inside of a marriage, right? Um, that's one thing we're actually told by God to attach ourselves to, right? Become one, <laughs> and um, you know, you know, experiencing the ripping of uh, of these attachments that really defined uh, who I was. Um, extremely painful, um, but. On the other side, very educational. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, it's like <laughs> uh, how much, you know, how much suffering are we going to allow? Uh, and it's we have the the capability of choosing our suffering, and it's kind of it kind of boils down or kind of goes back to some of the stoic. Uh, practices you know um, of thinking of the things that would most impact you the you know in in the most negative ways and then becoming okay with those things you know if they were to be or not to be yeah because life is pain life is pain life is suffering and every day it's going to be that so we have that opportunity the god-given domain to choose our suffering like it's going to be painful but what do we want to suffer for you know yeah yeah um and you know just i guess understanding that that concept um allows me to really understand where my focus goes my energy flows so I, for one, am a, a man who can't sit on the pity pot. I, I, mm-hmm. I, self-loathing is death to me. And owning my own life means that I have to own all of it. You know, right. kind of like what we were talking about earlier, uh, owning the fact that I, I probably do the things in my life at 10% capacity. And being able to own that, take an honest self-assessment and go, okay, I have to accept where I'm at right now in order to ever gain ground. Right. And then kind of taking it to a look at the things that I'm striving for and, and looking at what fears are driving those, because 
nine times out of 10, I'm fear driven, <laughs> you right. know, in some, right. in some sort of way. And my self delusional thoughts will, will convince me that I'm not, I'm doing this because, and then whatever justification I can come up with. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So. I get that. Um, you know, there was uh, a time where God really spoke to me in a, in a powerful way through a situation, but um, I'm constantly um, deleting stuff on my phone to make room for storage. And, and uh, so I delete my, uh, my maps a lot. It tells me where I'm located and different stuff. So I'm lost, I'm like totally lost. And um, in the, uh, so I put the maps in and I put the address where I'm going and the, uh, I have bad uh, internet reception throughout. So it couldn't even find my location, right? And so I had to like scramble to find out really where, you know, where I was located um, to get to my destination. But, um, you know, after I meditated on that at night, um, it was just a strong reality came to me um, to just really um, look at where you're at. Um, I, you know, we're always constantly trying to um, get to our location, right? But in that moment, I couldn't really get, I couldn't move anywhere if I didn't acknowledge where I was, you know, I couldn't really discover and accept where I was at at the moment. Um, and I find that a little bit what you're, what you're talking about here. But you reminded me of a thought about this suffering that, um, you know, we talked about last week, you know, I wanted to be the water off the duck's back. I wanted to be that kind of person that is not easily disturbed. Um, you know, I don't want to be like the, the disciples in, in the boat with Jesus where, you know, they're freaking out and they're creating all these scenarios about the end of the world and how they are going to die. And that's pretty much what everybody's, you know, half the population in the United States is doing today as far as, you know, uh, fear, that fear thing that you're talking about, the fear nature. Um, but we, um, I was listening to something recently and it was talking about suffering twice. And the suffering twice is uh, fearing the thing in the future that might come upon you. Right. And uh, so you're suffering in that moment. And then of course you, you possibly might suffer in the future and so you, you bring it projected into the now. So now you're suffering. And then when it comes, you're going to be suffering also because of you, you, you know, you allowed the fear, but there's a good possibility that what you fear is not even going to happen. So either way you're suffering. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, no, you know what I mean? Cause that's this nature that we're talking about. You know, when he would say, man, this, you know, we're sinners and we're, we're evil and all this stuff. But when it comes down to, it's just this fear-based insecure nature that, um, that is driven by fear, uh, and, and insecurities, um, exactly, you know, what you're talking about. Um, it's just, uh, amazing. Well, life, life in itself is, is suffering. So, if if we can accept that fact then then when when negative things or bad things happen in our lives they don't have to become hell it doesn't have to become completely tragic like there there's there's a difference between you know some uh, tragedy happening in our lives and then us allowing it to become hell mm -hmm. and you know it's 
it's all within our realm. And I think that's something that uh, you, you had really hit the point on, on this week's um, uh, lesson was, you know, that ultimately we're responsible. Right. To, right. You know, to have that understanding, you know, um, which in itself is empowering, but it's also like uh, very tough to swallow because now you have to accept that, you know, everything that has happened up to, up into this point, we're no longer victims. <laughs> like it literally takes away all the victimology of our lives. Right, right. And then we have to stand here naked and own all of it, which yeah. is in itself so freeing. Like the acceptance of a negative, um, like, like you have a negative experience and accepting the negative experience is in itself a positive experience. Mm -hmm. So not being able to accept a negative experience is in itself a negative experience. <laughs> so it, you know, it causes it's, it's weird, but it's like the backwards law. Uh, you know, the things that we're chasing are usually the things that we're lacking and, and, you know, having an understanding of that and where, and then being able to take an honest assessment and find out what fear, what fear is driving this and, and, you know, do your best to remove the self delusion. And a lot of that is through brothers, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. running these things by brothers and, 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 you know, people who hold you accountable and things like that. And because mm. they can definitely look at it from an, another perspective. And a lot of the times the answer to our problem is just another perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> uh, I know that uh, it has been, I've seen it thoroughly in my life, um, how my judgments uh, produce my suffering. Um you know, when I was young with my mother, it was, uh, she was an addict. She didn't love me. She didn't love me enough to keep me. The government stepped in, took us all away. Um, and it communicated, you know, from a child's perspective um, that I wasn't loved. She didn't love me. And um, that happened a long time ago, but I carried the same mindset and the modality pretty much to multiple different areas of my life. And that is, I'm going to go ahead and assume people's motives. I'm going to go ahead and um, interpret this by how it made me feel instead of basing it upon facts and, um, and uh, wisdom. And um, I'm, I would like to say that, uh, you know, that I'm getting better and I am getting better. Um, but it's a reoccurring challenge, and I think it's a, it, it is a major challenge with men just in general to to go into that that judgmental mode and, and assumptions, and all of a sudden we create our own suffering by the inner dialogue and the the stuff that we're doing. Um, we're definitely causing our own suffering. Does that make sense? You kind of relate. Uh, can you relate to what I'm talking oh, yeah. about there? Yeah. <laughs> It's like they're like self-fulfilled prophecies or projections of like I find myself walking around when I'm not when I'm not doing the work to maintain my 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 spirituality and I I definitely walk around projecting and like needing external uh what whether it's uh just just something external 
like somebody to to vent on or whatever it is and usually that's when when that's going on <laughs> right right you know yeah. it, it definitely when that's going on and so my my growth in that area has has been my ability to self-soothe in that and and understand that my feelings are just a symptom of the inner man so if i feel some kind of way or my my heart desires something it, i have to really pay attention to if my 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 mind and my heart are in line mm -hmm. um, and if i am being driven by fear what fear is it or if i'm being driven by a hope is my hope in the right place um, mm -hmm. that's important too <laughs> hope i think hope for me has been a huge lesson um because it's been probably one of the most uh deceitful things that i've i've had in my life like to have hope and to put my hope in in the wrong things uh can be very very detrimental in in the long run um for for like letdowns and and oh, yeah. expectations <laughs> and, and i hear that sorry i hear that a lot with people uh especially um recovering drug addicts and alcoholics is that uh you know they we we lose hope and or i've uh, you know i've hoped for this i've hoped for that for so long mm -hmm. and once i found that if i put hope in my abilities if i, I put hope in me and I, and I put hope in in god's plan and god's love and not like the outcome or mm -hmm. if this happens i'll this will happen or uh god i i hope i don't get in trouble for this or i i hope i get recognized for that or you know whatever the hope is if it's not if the hope isn't within me or my ability to just overcome anything or, or my ability to be able to be sharpened or my ability to allow myself to think, uh, have a train going by oh that's okay um, once I started to understand how hope actually worked in that in that aspect, uh, hope stopped being detrimental to me. Like right, right. It stopped putting me in situations where I was giving up on myself, mm -hmm. trying to hope a situation in, into reality. Right. You know, uh, like falling out of my frame in order to, to to chase something that I wanted to to happen but it wasn't in god's will like you said right. today it wasn't in god's will for you to make that video yeah and and sometimes hope <laughs> hope can destroy us in, in that pursuit of making that video oh know? yeah 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 i have an uh, agenda then, i have a plan right <laughs> yeah and then before you know it like you're upset and then that starts that that cycle that crazy thought cycle that now I'm upset. Now I'm upset that I'm upset. Now I'm upset that myself is <laughs> being upset. And then, you know, and then it just goes into that. And yeah, so really, it's like finding out these traps that we set ourselves up for. You know, right. we, we set our own traps. And we like, do. One thing is for sure. I like. I, I've come to understand that every time I solve a problem, I'm just creating the next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
it's good like, stuff. Do I want to deal with better problems or harder problems? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, as you're talking, I'm. Uh, uh, I was reminded of a Bible story we hear in um, in Sunday school a lot, but the the three Hebrew children. Um, and they were supposed to bow at the image when they play the music and they to bow down, you know, and, um, you know, there was something that they said there and it, it's exactly what we're talking about here. And, um, he said, they said the God that they serve was able to deliver them. And even if he wasn't, uh, they weren't going to bow. And so, you know, they were saying, you know, I trust in God's ability and he has the ability to do this, but even if he doesn't, and I find uh, that faith missing, I know I was missing it for a long time. And that is we get so attached to the outcome, like the outcome was, you know, I, you know, God, God delivering them. Um, then of course, even if they didn't get the outcome, they were still gonna, they were still going to stand upon uh, what they believed. And, um, that is the strong, powerful faith. You know, there's so many times I put um, expectations upon God um, uh, for a certain job, uh, for, you know, a certain amount of money. Um, I remember a couple of years ago visualizing, you know, um, how much money that I wanted to make and then going into petition and 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 actually expecting God to um like be my little genie and and give me what i want and you know it's like we do these crazy things but they're all attached to expectations and outcomes and it, it does very very much turn god into you know this um this sort of uh, genie that uh, is at our command um but i have found that to life just um life is not that way and you know, the expectations and the hope that you talked about, they could be de very dangerous. Now, I know that, you know, God's going to take care of me and God's going to provide for me, but I have uh, it in my mind how he's going to do it. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> it's like, God, you're going <laughs> to do it this way. way. It's not right. going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> crazy. Um we need to even manage our expectations, you know, that we have with God. Um, I'm finding that to be true. And, um, you know, once we understand his part and understand our part, I think um, some of those expectations begin to windle down and we stop, um, you know, asking him to do what, um, what is our part what we're required to do you know i believe you know he's there to uh give us the talent skills and resources to do something like empowerment um but a lot of stuff I, you know the christian world is so sick today and i feel so sad and um they're really really waiting on god to do what um what he's waiting on them to do <laughs> right yeah That's, that was kind of the the kick in the teeth is that it's our responsibility like you, if I'm not willing to take the action, then I can ask all day. I can, I can stay locked in a closet all day and God's not going to shove a hot dog through the keyhole to feed me. I'm going to have to take some kind of action to get out of that closet. So, you know, understanding that. And I think, uh, 
that that actually is, is more than just a quick thought like that that is something to ponder because we ask like it's like asking our father or asking someone for help but then being completely unwilling to take a look at where where you're not owning any you know these decisions it's yeah it's like i said earlier i can't afford to sit on a pity pot like it, all that does is you know creates more um self-loathing inside of myself which which then justifies all the you know me being a a victim mm-hmm. and then it, it just perpetuates on itself and then i just continue to cling on to more and more darkness more and more darkness which then in itself creates way more mental illness because mm-hmm. i find myself becoming very unstable and when whenever i've been in those dark moments very you know mentally unstable emotionally unstable physically unstable so you know it's very important to kind of stay on top of what i'm owning and and own it and and literally um accept it except that you know most sometimes i am only doing 10 percent. yeah you know but understanding that at least i am still because just accepting the fact that i'm at 10 percent opens up the fact that i'm still fighting the war <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah right you know, and that in itself it's like taking that negative experience and having a positive experience from accepting the negative experience, you know, with it. Uh, that's been, you know, pretty eye-opening for me, uh, especially dealing with depression, un- unmet expectations, um, kind of jumping off cliffs and having faith. Uh, I've heard it talked about so many times and I've talked about it so many times and I've experienced it so much more over the last two years of just making a decision and not looking back and, and knowing that, okay, I'm either going to grow wings or I'm going to splat, you know, and, and just allowing myself to do those things, uh, which, which the only thing, the only reason I wasn't ever doing that was because of fear, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's not easy like that, that stuff, it's definitely not easy, especially once you make the decision and like three days later, you're like, ah, <laughs> ah, you know, that was, am I really ready for this? You know? Yeah. And then that self doubt and it, it's, it, it really, it really depends on, on what we, what we feed ourselves and what we allow ourselves to, to accept and not accept like, you know, to cast off the darkness, we have to put on the armor of light. So yep. it's like casting off something. We also have to put on something. Mm. Uh, that uh, we could talk in about an, an hour on that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's um, we've been so good on putting stuff off and uh, not so good at at uh, putting stuff on. And we just focus on all the things we want to rid from our life. Uh uh, to our own detriment, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of that would be, you know, like when I, in a, in a, in the reality or in like the 3d world, when I am feeling down and depressed, 
the quickest way for me to get out of that is to go be supportive to someone, go mm. listen to someone's story, go yeah. hear someone's issues. Uh, when I'm feeling very high and mighty, the best thing for me to do is to go, you know, the, like the opposite. It would be the opposite, uh, you know, to understand, you know, go be of service, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, but th those things to me, like that's, that's how we fight the, the war in the 3d also with, within ourselves, you know, because being aware sometimes has its disadvantage that I don't, I can't, I don't have that excuse anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Ignorance was bliss, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. So, like having the, you know that concept that I can't do this, and you know yeah. when I'm down and depressed, I know there's one way out, and I can't rely on you. I can't rely on anyone around me to pull me out of that, but myself. And the right. only way that happens is by shifting my perspective, and that's usually when I'm high and mighty, humbling myself. When I'm low and and down, it's humbling myself. It's it's always been kind of found in in that humility, of it really isn't about me, right? You know, yeah, and good. when I can, when I can do that, uh, that opens the door to acceptance. Mm. You know, because it good. might not be the way I think it should look, but it's working. I've made it this far. I'm still breathing. People around right. me are still breathing. <laughs> so right. we're doing something right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's good stuff. So I can't, uh, you know, get my, my thought off something. Um, and it's a reality that came to me probably within the last two weeks. And um, I'm not quite sure how it came. Um, but now that you're, you're talking about um, uh, uh, when we first started the conversation about music, and um, playing a part and not uh, trying to rush through the thing, you know, um, the reality very recently came to me. Those I do have a part uh, for a lot of my life. I have bucked against that part. Um, and, and, and what came to my mind during that scenario was, um, was somebody doing a play and the person was given a part and then being unsatisfied and happy with the part and then trying to play the other people's parts. And that's the kind of mindset and the analogy that God gave me um, with what I was struggling with that throughout my life, I, you know, I've been unsatisfied with my part and not really tapping into the, the talents and the resources and everything that's in front of me. Like God has put so many things in front of me and said, here, here's the path walk in and I'm like, you know, got my heels and, you know, in, and I'm like, I, I want to be blessed this way. Like I want financial uh, things to come in this way, not this way. And um, with this strong acceptance of my part um, that, you know, I really, uh, you know, I'd like to think that I picked my role, but I really didn't, you know, uh, the, the, the talents that God has given me and everything that it has put upon my heart, you know, I feel is placed there by the divine and um, it's time for me to stop kicking against, you know, and frustrating myself and really accepting my role in to begin to like, you're talking about music and to begin to harmonize 
right? Recognition, this is my part. This is what I'm playing. Now let's, let's get in harmony and let's, let's create something beautiful. And um, uh, that's amazing. Amazing stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. Good stuff. Well, I appreciate you, brother. And uh, thanks for um, spur of the moment, um, you know, doing this podcast and, um, and oh, yeah. uh, really good stuff. I'm a definitely re-listen because uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I need to write down. So I remember going forward. Uh, some yeah, I, I love our conversations. Uh, we, we definitely, um, we don't have just what's up conversations. <laughs> and it's nice to like be, it's nice to, I, I'm one who processes thought through like abstract conversation. And I, so sometimes I go off on some really odd roads, but it kind of, it, it kind of does uh, come back, you know, yeah. it always resolves. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, but I think it's, I think that's probably one of the best, um, the best things that we can do. Uh, uh, trying to think outside the box is, you know, being able to allow that, that free freedom of thought through flow of conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah.